0: Cardinals may be handcuffed from the wide receiver position from now through the regular season with reports from Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter regarding wide receiver one DeAndre Hopkins crossover Thursday with Matt Derry of of Locked On Lions. It's going to be a packed show. Let's get it.
1: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast, Ed Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody subscribing on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. I can't even name them all anymore. We're everywhere, wherever you find your podcast, free and available on all platforms. Thanks for making Locked Cardinals your first listen. So there have been conflicting reports, not conflicting, there have been multiple reports that DeAndre Hopkins suffered a knee injury, whether it be a sprain or otherwise. There is still uh, a little bit up in the air regarding exactly what the severity is of his knee injury and how long he's going to be out. Whether it be the Cardinals being 10-3 and and want to hold him out for the rest of the regular season so he's ready for the playoffs or if he's going to be out for the entire year. Reports are saying the latter is most likely will not be the case, but we don't know at this point. Bo initially, right away, say he's out through week 18. You're going to play the Colts without him. You're going to play the Cowboys without him. You're going to play the Seahawks without him. And the Lions obviously on Sunday. How much worse percentage-wise does this offense get without DeAndre Hopkins on the field? Number 10, you're probably 10% worse. I'll say that. I think that,
1: look, as far as any offense in the league that's going to lose their wide receiver one, you're probably the team that can survive the most in the NFL with that. But look, I'm not going to downplay how important DeAndre Hopkins is to any team that he lines up for. it's It's a huge loss for them. But they've shown in the last couple of weeks, even when he's been in the lineup, that they can they can score points, they can move the ball without him being a main factor. Now, has he been a big uh, kind of decoy in Chicago? He probably was, where they were able to put up, uh, what, 33 points on the Bears. But uh, I think that this offense, as long as guys step up uh, and a guy like uh, Kyler Murray can kind of look like Desha- Deshaun Watson did Post DeAndre Hopkins in Houston, where he's distributing the ball more, even more so than he already does. Uh, I think that the Arizona Cardinals can be fine offensively. Uh, It's it's not going to sink them. But are you worse team offensively without DeAndre Hopkins than you are with him? Yes.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's right. I mean, it's the only upside to him not being done, not putting up wide receiver one numbers this year is that. You've seen what other people can do, and as you mentioned, we don't know if it's a decoy or not. A.J. Green has shown that when he's throwing the ball and he knows the offense, the plays he's, he's the routes he's running, look at what happened last week, over 100 yards receiving, okay? There is a guy there. When people said that Julio Jones was going to revolutionize the passing offense for Tennessee, didn't happen. A.J. Green's the one that's been playing every week. A.J. Green is the one that, although he didn't turn around, get off it at this point. He had played with Kyler Murray for six games, okay? Get off it like that's that's not on AJ Green okay well i guess it is but it's not something to, to be harped on AJ Green has been a good wide receiver too and the cardinals luckily have three wide receiver twos on their roster I mean, him and Christian Kirk, for sure. I don't know if you're going to put Zach Ertz in that role where he's going to be that you know the, a tight end one type for the rest of the season if they're without DeAndre Hopkins. And then you have James Conner, and then Chase Edmonds is coming back. So you're right. Like, of all the offenses to lose their wide receiver one, this ain't Green Bay. Okay? And I know that that's a bad example, but this isn't Green Bay. The Cardinals are going to have options. You just hope that he'll be back sooner rather than later, obviously, goes without speaking. I think that Kyler Murray actually thrives not targeting
1: one guy. I, I think that his, his the way he throws uh, the football and the way that he distributes it, it's, it's more set up to be successful just spreading it around. Now, guys have to step up. You mentioned Zach Ertz. I mean, 42 yards against the Rams, 10 yards the previous week against Chicago after a monster game with two touchdowns and 80-plus yards against the Seattle Seahawks. we got to see more consistency from Ertz. You got to see more consistency from Christian Kirk. And for God's sake, as much as he was such a, you know, kind of a hype train and hit the ground running and was off, it went off the rails with Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore has to step up in his rookie season. He's like on the side of a milk carton now because he started out with just under 200 yards receiving in his first two games. And then after that, he's just got over 200 yards the rest of the way. He's got to be more of a threat in the receiving game. You see the Arizona Cardinals each and every game try to get him involved. You got to see more from the second round pick out of Purdue. And then I think A.J. Green, I'm, I'm not worried about A.J. Green. I think he's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then this is, you know, the defense steps up. Kyler Murray does what he does. He thrives. I get it. Absolutely. Chase Edmonds is going to be interesting to see how many touches he and James Connor get out of the backfield, whether it be carries or uh, catching the ball in the backfield or if nothing changes. You know, no. not, I mean, if nothing changes, you wouldn't really be surprised. This is going to be protecting Kyler Murray and playing defense. And if you can protect Kyler Murray, you're gonna have guys are gonna get open. And you're right, Rondo Moore. Like I he he at the starting gates had a large marathon lead. He was the guy that got out to like a five-mile lead in the marathon. And then he's really been coming back to the pack as Elijah Moore has really catapulted even though he's injured. And Rashad Bateman has shown flashes in Minnesota. Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU was supposed to be the guy. I thought he was going to be the guy that the Cardinals should have drafted in the second Mm -hmm. round instead of Rondell Moore. He was going to be the guy that popped. He's really fallen off a cliff and obviously injuries and also because the quarterback play has been so terrible there. But yeah, I mean, he's a weapon. Don't look at him as a yak bro and throw the (laughs) ball down the field to him and see just have him run routes, Mm -hmm. have him run slants. All he has to do is catch the ball and look a linebacker in the face and go around him and he's gone. So, I mean, I'm sure Cliff will scheme to that. Um, we're gonna have Matt Derry from Locked On Lions come up and join us here in just a minute. Is there? I mean, is there anything else? I mean, this is kind of a wait and see. You'll have more from us tomorrow regarding, hopefully, regarding DeAndre Hopkins. James Conner's injury seems to be less severe. Like his looked way worse on the field than DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins, we th- I thought at least was a back or a neck thing because his, yeah. his, his his head whipped back so fast on the on the incomplete pass towards the tail end of the game. I mean, any other news and notes before we get to Matt? Like. We'll, we'll give our you know, we'll give our keys of victory and everything tomorrow, but I think it's just DeAndre Hopkins is the main story today.
1: Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, no doubt about it. And he should be. I mean, that's no doubt about it. When when a player of that caliber goes down, uh James Conner day to day, and then you've got uh, the guys in Edmonds and, and Pugh who remain I, I think that the Arizona Cardinals, this is just something you're used to now. Uh see how they you know, they they with Kyler and his injury, they're gonna use that as a smokescreen. They're gonna they're going to use that as this guy's. We're not going to know until game day when those guys are truly coming back. So, uh, you know, keep it, keep it, t- you know, locked into your favorite reporter, whether it's Rap Sheet or Schefter, or, you know, Field Yates or, you know, I don't know, but that's where you're going to get some insight. And in, even when you get it, then, you know, with the Kyler situation, um, it's not a hundred percent.
0: Right. Alex Nancy Baltimore, Locked On Cardinals. Let's pivot to Matt Derry, crossover Thursday. Um, I'm excited to talk uh, talk to him. He he calls me crazy once every time we talk, so <laughs> let's see if he does it this time. I do have I do have one question that may tip his, that may tip his scale. I'm really really looking forward to it. Matt Derry from Locked On Lines, one of our favorites, going to join us next for crossover Thursday. First stat hero. Nobody plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of a kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid. It's Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match that stathero.com slash locked on use promo code locked on for a 100% match stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. All right, second segment, crossover Thursday. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock locked on Cardinals. Matt Derry locked on Lions. Follow him at Derry Speaks on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. This is a matchup of teams that are on different trajectories, Um, but not so far away that Bo and I have forgotten 2018 (laughs) with the 3-13 and Arizona Cardinals that would get mopped up by this version of the Detroit Lions when healthy. In my opinion, I think the Cardinals were that bad. I am. I'm not a Jared Goff apologist. Mm. I'm not a Jared Goff truther, but I'm not, not a Jared Goff apologist. (laughs) I think that he's got, you take 18 of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL and you put them behind this offensive line in Detroit with the skill position players who are healthy and the record will be pretty close to the same. Matt Derry, of locked on lions, do you agree or disagree?
2: Well, Alex, I see a lot has changed with you over the years. Like zero, you're still out of your mind, uh, and I love uh, and I love talking to you and Bo. Uh, many people have said going back to years ago, oh the crossover, those guys from the Cardinals, they're hilarious. <laughs> Alex, are you out of your mind? This is the Lions are one eleven and one, brother. Come on now, I know those Cardinal teams were bad. We watched Josh Rosen. We saw the Lions go into. Uh, the, the Red Sea, as Ron Wolfley would call it, and, uh, and, and win there. Uh, so it, it is possible. But, no, this Lions team is a long ways away and uh, uh, not in a good p- place right now. Then you throw in the, the COVID stuff, one of seven teams and heavy protocols, injuries, illnesses, the flu last week where they barely could field a roster against Denver. It's going to be a while before uh, the Lions are good again.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you, Matt. I mean, isn't isn't golf statistically right around with the the rookies that are struggling so mightily? Is you know, QBR goes. Jared Goff has been atrocious this season, uh, but there there have been a few bright spots spots for this Lions team. Let's talk about those as uh, we try to keep this thing. Uh, at least before the games played on Sunday. Pretty close. <laughs> where, where have you seen? I mean, there's been some close calls. You had the Baltimore game. Jason Tucker uh, had to to knock it through and get the bounce from the crossbar. Um, how have they been able to stay in these games and, and maybe turn in some uh, that didn't appear to be close matchups into some nail biters at the end?
2: Well, to to go back to to what Alex was asking about Goff, um, you know, he's not good. I know he's got a great record against the the Cardinals, but he's not a good quarterback. And the the Lions are probably stuck with him for another year. It's funny. He was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week two weeks ago in their comeback win over Minnesota. And last week I tweeted after his interception and then fumble in Denver, um, uh, there will be a new NFC Offensive Player of the Week this week. I mean, it just, it was a one and done. For poor Jared. And look, he doesn't have a lot to work with when it comes to receiver. Then you throw in the mix, TJ Hawkinson out, DeAndre Swift out. Last week, Jamal Williams out. Uh, there wasn't much there. They were playing with practice squad players and and, and the like. Um, but, you know, as far as the positives, yeah, they stay in these games because they play hard for Dan Campbell. You know, the kneecap biting and all that stuff aside, they love him. The question is, how do they stay in these games? Okay, well, they run the football. They use the clock. They're ultra-conservative a lot of times. Uh, on fourth downs, Campbell's constantly going for it. Occasionally they make it. That means that the possession stays longer. And boom, they're, they're they're tied with the Steelers, or they're in a three-point game with the Ravens, or they're in a three-point game with the Browns. Those are all playoff teams. So they're hanging around. Last week, down seven at the half. They would have been in that game longer in Denver, but Godwin Iguobuike, their fourth-string running back, fumbled. And then that was basically it. I mean, Denver's defense is too good, and the Lions. Really, uh, uh, really, got, really got trampled. So they're, they're hanging on first. Jack Fox flips the field. He's their best player, and their punter, and their punter, and they linger around in a lot of these games.
0: Matt Derry, Locked On Lines, Alex Clancy, Bellbrook, Locked On Cardinals, Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, Matt Derry, Dan Campbell's introductory press conference to now. Was it an oh-no moment when, when they hired him? And is it like a... I kind of like this guy from afar selfishly. I find him endearing now, and I think it's easy for me to say that because I'm not covering the team and I'm not close, so I don't know one way or the other. You know the dude is passionate. You know it's not false bravado. He loves his position. He's happy to be there. Does that go far enough, or is this still kind of a what the hell do they do by hiring this guy situation?
2: To be honest, I hate to hedge here, but it's a little of both. I I think fan-wise, the diehards love him. He is Detroit. He is tough and blue collar, and he's stayed even killed mostly. The 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 crying fiasco earlier in the year after the Minnesota loss, after Greg, um, oh gosh, who's the kid, the, uh, the Vikings kicker that? Uh, Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph hits the fifty-four yeah. yarder, and it was the second straight week where they lost on a you know. You mentioned Justin Tucker sixty-six yards. The next week, Tucker from fifty-four. Uh, um, um, you know, or Joseph from fifty-four. So he cries and it's like, what is this guy doing? But let's talk about the game, because inside the game, he has stripped Anthony Lynn of the play calling duties. He's calling the plays himself as a head coach. He's never called plays before. And quite honestly, fourth and one, and he's got golf on rollouts. Like, what is that? His game management needs work. It does. But he at least openly says, I made some mistakes. I made some bad calls, which his predecessor, Matt Patricia, never did. Matt Patricia was a jerk. Cam's just inexperienced. So there's a mix of a lot of stuff going on. I think he's going to get a few more years. The ownership team loves him. Uh, uh, The Ford family and all that love him. He's not going anywhere, but eventually in year two or three, they're going to start winning some games, and they've got to start out-scheming some opposition. Aaron Glenn, is D coordinator, is a star. rest of the staff, young, inexperienced. And like I said, Anthony Lynn, he'll be gone next year. He's already been stripped. He has no power anymore.
1: Cliff Kingsbury, 01 and one against the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff, you mentioned this amazing record against the uh, the Cardinals. Sorry, yeah, all against the Cardinals. And you've got the him seven and one. When we look at this this contest, the, the Lions that you know we just one win on the season, and we're already stock- talking about Hutchinson versus Thibodeau, top pick in the draft. There's there's more at stake than just the the game on Sunday. How do Lions fans root for this one? Are they rooting against their team here? Are they are they just saying tank for Thibodeau or <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson already, or is it uh, hey let's just try to get some respect and maybe uh, make sure that Dan Campbell, the beloved you know coach, comes back for at least another season?
2: Well, I mean, they got their one win. Okay, when they were sitting there at 010 and one or 09 and one or 0 and seven or whatever, it was like, wait a minute, could they do this? Could they pull this off again? Because remember, the 08 team before they drafted Stafford was 0 and 16 under Rod Marinelli. So uh, now that they got that one win out of, out of the way, you're right. I'm not a tank for Tibbs guy. I'm not a, we got to lose for Hutchinson. But this week, you're right. The Lions need the Cardinals to win so that the, not this this week and beyond. they own that rams so they get a better draft pick so it is a little bit uh, uh weird to be a lions fan right now and I, I think fans are now relieved they got that first win two weeks ago against minnesota but now the question is can they realistically beat arizona seattle green bay and atlanta the rest of the way and, and the way this roster is constructed the amount of injuries that they've had the secondary is just depleted right now due to covid and other factors um jerry jacobs their second best corner now done for the year with ACL injury, I just don't know if they can with these teams. They, should not be. they shouldn't be beating Arizona this week. The Cardinals are a superior team.
0: Yeah, they- Matt Derry, at Derry Speaks on Twitter, Alex Nancy Barbach, Locked on Cardinals. Uh, coming up next, Matt is going to take over the reins, ask us questions. Maybe he'll call me insane once again. I think that game would be a lot closer than you think. Fully healthy, DeAndre Swift, that dude is... Going to be a star if he can stay healthy, right? I know we're going to move on here in just a second. Is, is he, he's the brightest spot on the roster? I think it's, it goes without saying. Is there somebody on the um, defense you like that's budding?
2: No, I don't. I think that you're right. <laughs> uh, he, he he is the brightest spot on this team. Some guys coming that are that have been that have been decent, but you're right. DeAndre Swift putting up a multiple 100 yard games this year, and again he's he's injured right now, and I don't think he'll be ready to play Sunday. There's a chance mm. that he can he can, but. He's been good. He's been good, no question about it.
0: All right, coming up next, Matt's going to take over, ask us any and all that he wants to know about the Arizona Cardinals ahead of the Sunday's matchup in the early slate where the Cardinals travel to Detroit to play the Lions. One thing that's almost as insane as me is Bo's love for Stance socks. <laughs> like, before they became a sponsor, I didn't know how insane Bo was. Bo, the floor is yours, my friend.
1: I mean, every single member of my family is getting Stance socks. These things are legit. I've been on board. I'm a Stance hipster. You guys are late to the party. They were founded back in 2009. Stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Do you want Michael Scott on your socks? How about uh, Old Dirty Bastard? Some of your favorite sports stars like Chris Paul or (laughs) Devin Booker. Maybe the worm, Dennis Rodman. You can have those. You could be at your holiday party and people say, My God, is that Larry Bird on your socks? Yeah, he is. And they're absurdly comfortable. Yeah, Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than just fitting in. That goes, feel good, do good. Go see yourself. Register account at stance.com, get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code locked on. That's one word to check out and apply that. off. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance.
0: Yep. Betonline.ag. You know about them. You love them. So do we. They're the best place to put any sort of wager down. Football, basketball, what have you. Ahead of Sunday's matchup with the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Detroit, the Cardinals are a humble 13 and a half point favorite. On the road, uh, betonline.ag has got you covered with everything you need to bet on all your sports action. It remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device today to receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. For basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, write to your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, here we
2: go. With crossover Thursday, Bo Brock, Lockdown Cardinals, and his partner, of course, the lovable and sane Alex Clancy. <laughs> Matt Derry on Lockdown Lions. All right, fellas, this is this is rare. The, the Lions play the Cardinals every year. I don't know why, but they do. And it's always in Arizona, but for one time. Dave Pash, Ron Wolfie, the whole crew, the coaching staff, the Bidwell family get to make their December appearance in the Motor City. This is, uh, this is very exciting stuff. But how, how are the Cardinals going to bounce back from, uh, from Monday night because we all watched that game to see our old buddy Matthew Stafford light you guys up?
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't ideal. It, my, my main goal that we talk about when we break things down, you know, heavy analysis, Matt, I don't know if you know, you have to score more points than the other team to win. And, and, and the Cardinals did not do that. Uh, On Monday night, which was not ideal. I mean, it's going to be a treacherous road for the Cardinals moving forward. Um, Sunday, DeAndre Hopkins injured. We don't know the state of James Conner at this point. So sure, they're going to be the better team going onto the field on Sunday. But this Cardinals team is going to be a new-look Cardinals team seemingly every week, and they're going to have the game plan around players that are injured and not playing or you know the, the opponent that they play, whether it be on Sunday or a short week on Christmas against the Colts. So we're going to find out a lot about the bounce-backedness that the Cardinals have uh, on Sunday in the morning slate traveling cross-country to Detroit. So, I mean, it's still... Fifty-three professional athletes to get paid millions of dollars on the other sideline. You can never overlook an opponent, regardless of how hobbled or injured. The more you know, as the as the star flies uh, <laughs> after the, after the Friends episode.
2: But but Bo, if I if I told you uh, ten and three at this point in the season and one of the best records, uh, you know, tied for the best record in the NFC, you you would have taken it, right?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody would have uh, would tur- like turned their nose up at that. And it, that You have to keep things in perspective. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals have lost two fo- top five teams in the NFL by a combined 10 points. You lost to uh, the Packers on Thursday Night Football and were in the driver's seat to actually tie or win that game, but there was a communication error between A.J. Green and Kyler Murray. And it costed a, in a, in a game-sealing pick for the Packers, and then the Arizona Cardinals had an opportunity after getting the onside kick on Monday Night Football against the Rams to march down, and it was far fetched to score a touchdown without DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. But uh, but, you know, they've they've been in a good position, put themselves in a good position every single game outside of the Carolina Panthers game. And I think any Cardinals fan would take that. Ten and three, I feel like they're already on, you know, house money, but they they're in a position to really make some noise in the 2021 season. So just gonna have to refocus themselves after that loss on Monday night. Cause I think it it really did kind of rattle the cage a little bit. Now they're going to have to figure out what life looks like, at least for the regular season, without DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, we'll see what that first looks like And an opportunity, probably the best bounce-back game maybe outside of the Houston Texans in the league right now in the Detroit Lions?
2: Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, you know, you, 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 you look at this matchup. I mean, I'm terrified uh, from the Lions' standpoint. I, I think Zach Ertz is going to have a big day. Are they use utilizing him properly because when the lines go up against a tight end, that can they can it just is smart gets open. Detroit, flying backers. It's a it's kind of a mash unit right now. How, how's the uh, uh, Kyler to to Ertz uh, combination working
0: out? Start with you, Elliot. It it was worth a great late pick. It was damn well worth that. I'll tell you what, I mean, even though he's on a short term deal and there's gonna be a lot of questions, you know, towards the end of the year, like even though the Cardinals' offense is whoever's open, Kyler's going to throw the ball to, it seems like, Zach Ertz has fit almost immediately. Uh, He had a long touchdown catch and run within his first couple games. You know, what you can do with a tight end that – most tight ends can do in the NFL is run 10 yards and turn around. Zach Ertz is big and he can do that, whether it be between the twenties or in the red zone. I think he was horrifically misused in Philadelphia when he was there. Aside from that one year and a half where he was great, they didn't use him outside of just between the twenties. Like he's one of the best red zone threats in the NFL still at six, five. So I think with Kyler Murray needing to lean on people, with DeAndre Hopkins now injured, Zach Ertz could definitely have more of a prominent role, and his baseline has been fantastic. The floor has been higher than we could have even imagined, which is great.
2: Bo, uh, give me give me give me a minute on, on Ertz, but also James Conner. I mean, we're, we're, this guy's almost a star already, and the Cardinals always seem to be looking for that for that running back. Uh, what's going on there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Ertz is it's not coming along as as well as you'd like to see because. Early on, on Monday Night Football, you thought that that was going to be a guy that was going to make some major damage in the middle of the field, and then he just disappeared the rest of the contest. And we've seen that way too often. We'll see where Kyler Murray has to rely on all of his playmakers instead of just a few of them with DeAndre Hopkins out of the lineup. If he'll start to, to really... Get their new tight end in the mix because I, I agree with Alex. I think he can be just an absolute threat and force going forward. So like to see that, but then there is the emergence of James Conner, who is uh, making a lot of these guys take a back seat to watch him become somehow this dual threat running back that we never really truly knew about. Maybe some people in in Pittsburgh knew about it uh, way back when, but uh, he he has just been fantastic. A touchdown in seven straight games. Uh, he, he's healthy you know the last couple seasons he only played in 10 and 13 games respectively and he just looks spry he looks big out there of course he's standing next to kyler murray that's not a slight at all but you know he just looks athletic he looks big he looks powerful he bounced off aaron donald into the end zone on monday night football he's just, he's money in the bank on the goal line he's just been more than anybody even imagined when they signed him to a one year deal we're already talking extension with james conner and he's at that uh that odd age of 26 for running backs where they kind of fall off a cliff so he's really forcing the issue there and he is uh when you look at it with uh, with Hopkins out you know Kyler's obviously their number one threat on offense but James Conner's number two with this Arizona Cardinals offense
2: well you guys have a threat that we know about locked on crossovers day Lions and Cardinals chatter uh Matt Prater coming home to Detroit uh, <laughs> Bo and I talked earlier in the year about when the Zane train made its way to Detroit. Zane <laughs> Gonzalez. The Lions have tried seven different kickers. Come on. Is the runaway train? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it was short lived. It was short lived. The Lions, I think, finally have their guy in Riley Patterson. It took seven, seven swipes, uh, uh, swiping right or swiping left, whatever they could say. But you guys have Matt Prater. How's he worked out? Because I know Monday night Brian Greasy was begging for the Cardinals to kick that like eighty-yard field goal to yeah. cut it
0: to seven at the end. All right. Eight. All right. It was a 56 yarder. You're down 10 points with like three minutes left. You kick the damn field goal. Okay. You (laughs) kick it. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't marry the idea like Brian Greasy. I'd be open to having a conversation about it. Matt Prater signing and Matt Prater making the 60 plus yarder uh, going into half earlier in the season birthed the name Praterade. And I'm happy enough that just just from that, I'm happy that that they signed him, so we're able to use that on Sundays. All joking aside, he's been a bit like he's been perfect. He's exactly what you want from an upgrade from what the Cardinals have dealt with over the last couple seasons. From Chandler Catanzaro, the missed field goal in Week One against the Packers on Monday night, or against the Patriots on Monday Night Football, to the end of Zane Mm -hmm. Gonzalez, it was always like, "Do you kick it here?" Like, do you trust your right. kicker? Matt Prater is a hundred years old. He's gonna be able to kick for five more years, probably. And the dude has been, again, the floor has been much higher than what the Cardinals have been accustomed to, regardless of age. And you can just trust him. You can trust him.
2: Bo, are the uh, are the Cardinals uh, covering this number?
1: Thirteen and a half. Uh, I mean, we'll see if it stays there with DeAndre Hopkins out. Um, that's that's such a large number in the NFL, but I think they do. They've been really good against teams like uh, Detroit. you know They take care of business. They put up you know, pretty odd number scores. I think that they do. 13 and a half, if it stays there, if, if I'm pressed on it, I'm taking the Cardinals in this matchup. I think that their offense, this is going to be a get-right game for them. Kyler Murray's going to spread the wealth. It's going to look maybe a lot better than it did on Monday night. And then the defense is going to look to bounce back. And then I, you know, I don't know who they're going to struggle covering up hat on a hat with Detroit this week. Uh, I, I think it bodes well for the Cardinals covering.
2: Yeah, I, I agree, guys, especially if Hawkinson and Swift, and again, we won't know until Friday, but if those two are both out, it could be a long day, uh, certainly for the Lions. Give the Lions credit. Their offensive line, Sewell and Decker, those guys up front have done well. Yeah, but yeah. but Goff just doesn't make enough plays. Just doesn't make enough plays. So, uh, Who's it? Amonon St. Alex?
1: Brown? What's his name? Oman,
0: Oman Ra. Oman
2: Ra.
1: Oman Ra. <laughs>
0: so Do you know what USC football? What the hell are we doing here? <laughs>
2: Oh god, pack 12 memories. We'll have to do that another time, guys. <laughs> Always a pleasure though uh chatting with the two of you is a lot of fun.
0: Likewise. Absolutely, man.